ladies and gentlemen, it has been my great privilege many years ago, whilst traveling through the mountains of Paraguay, to find the Acme Indians drinking the juice out the cacti. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to have a segment devoted to Bellis Perennis. You'll find out why some of my friends refer to me as the Commodore. We'll take a stroll through a musical cactus garden, and in the last segment of the show, we're going to visit a hot springs resort. But not just any hot springs resort. This one's special. But first, last week I mentioned that Jerry Sullivan wrote Only a Broken String of Pearls. Yep, you guessed it. Here it is to start off a string of musical pearls.
seems I think of you Wherever there are lovely things I think of you A ship upon the starry sea The dawn, the dew A daffodil, a cherry tree I think of you It isn't any use to say A man is mad I know it and I shout hooray I'm mad and glad Wherever there are birds and trees Stars, music and the sea I think of you and if you please You'll think of me
There you have DeBroy Summers' band with parts one and two of selections from Mother of Pearl. Music by the Vienna-born Oscar Strauss, one of the most famous operetta and film composers of the 1920s and 30s. Mother of Pearl was the English adaptation of Strauss's 1932 comic operetta, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce in German, but which translates as A Woman Who Knows What She Wants and which had 20 characters, all played by just two performers. Mother of Pearl opened at the Gaiety Theater on January 27, 1933, and ran for 181 performances. The selections you heard were Every Woman Thinks She Wants to Wander, There Must Be Something, When Anybody Plays or Sings, Take Your Wife to Paris, An Old Fashioned Girl, It's a Shame, and I Know What I Want. The vocalists were Dan Donovan and Cecile Petrie, and that Columbia recording was made in London on December 16, 1932. Elliot Shaw got things started with Hugo Fry directing the Troubadours on Only a Broken String of Pearls, written by Ray Hibbler and Jerry Sullivan. Victor 20006 was recorded January 20, 1926. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. A couple of weeks ago, I played Swinging at the Daisy Chain by Count Basie. So, well, once again, you're way ahead of me. Here's a set of rapidly rotating records about daisies, beginning with Joe Loss and his band. Fashions in dancing and fashions in dress usually go hand in hand. The Charleston would never have been a success if short skirts and legs had been banned. But now that we've gone back to bustles and the silk on our petticoats rustles, a gay little romp that drove Grandpa insane is bumping right back to the ballrooms again. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present Bumps the Daisy. Get ready to clap hands with your partner after I count two. Ready? One, two.
wander and make our dreams come true. Those wedding chimes, my daisy bells, mean happy times and all is well. Maybe soon or later there'll be a little joy creator. Time will tell, daisy
lots of variants of the exclamation made when encouraging a child to get up after a fall or when lifting a child into the air. I learned it as oops-a-daisy, but there you had Victor Arden and Phil Oman and their orchestra with ups-a-daisy. Louis Gensler wrote the tune, and the Robert A. Simon lyrics were sung there by the male vocal trio of Elliot Shaw, James Melton, and Louis James. Victor 21774 was recorded in an October 30, 1928 session, directed by Frank Black. Ups a Daisy is from the two-act musical comedy of the same name. It opened at the Schubert Theater on October 8, 1928, and racked up 64 performances before closing on December 1st. I would dearly love to have been at any one of those 64 performances because at the pianos were Muriel Pollock and Constance Merring, who found time to make their own commercial recording of Ups a Daisy during the run of the show on November 20th. I have that recording, and you might just be hearing it in an upcoming show. Before Arden and Oman, it was Charles Cayley and his orchestra, with Charles himself providing the vocal on Daisy Bell. From Columbia 1300, recorded July 6, 1927. Not the Daisy Bell without an E on the end, written by Frank Dean in 1892, but the Daisy Bell with an E on the end, written by J. Russell Robinson, Charlie Tobias, and Abe Lyman. Cayley was vocalist for the Joe Kaiser Orchestra, house band at the Crystal Palace Ballroom in Benton Harbor, Michigan, before signing with Abe Lyman's California Ambassador Hotel Orchestra in 1923. He also recorded with Ben Selvin, Don Voorhees, and others until 1928. In 1929, he was vacationing in California and got several film offers. His first film was MGM's Lord Byron of Broadway, in which he sings Should I? and A Bundle of Old Love Letters. We started that Daisy set with Joe Loss and his band with another variation of Oops-a-Daisy, Boomps-a-Daisy. The vocalist was Annette Mills, who wrote Boomps-a-Daisy, and you also heard Joe Loss in the introduction. That Regal Xenophone 78 was made June 5, 1939. The intro to tonight's show was from W.C. Fields' 1934 picture, The Old-Fashioned Way, in which the great McGonagall hawks the miraculous medicinal properties of cacti. Well, once again, you're way ahead of me. Yes, this segment is all about cacti, beginning with a most unlikely entry from Germany. Thank you. 
to you a song just figure out to love it or you won't be living long i'm a red hot bloody terror born with poison in my bones back up yonder in the mountains they call me squid-eyed cactus jones oh, i'm so doggone tough that i dine on shingle nails i run the sheriff up a tree and wreck the county jails Play poker with the grizzly bears, wrestle with the mountain cats. And when I pass the rattler, he makes a bow and tips his hat. Now you boys have heard of Casey Jones, that lad and I were twins. My dad, he was an Irishman, but his mother was a Finn. The last time I saw Casey, his engine run off the track. And cause I needed exercise, I picked it up and put it back. One time I met an Indian chief on the little old big horn. That bird, he meant to scalp me, so he brought along his tom. I handed him one uppercut, then watched his eyes grow dim. And when that guy got home again, he had whiskers on his chin. <laughs> Oh, I'm wild and woolly, 
And I might be full of fleas. And there ain't no living coyote can touch me above my knees. Oh, I eat onions with my pie, cause it don't get my goat. I take a bath just once a year, use sand instead of soap. heard my story and I hope it's not been too long I'm not gonna hurt you you just got my number wrong so if ever you get married and have babies in your home just tell them you knew the bad man old squint-eyed cactus Jones Night a lonely cowboy I saw riding In the moonlight on the old Arizona trail And he sadly sang the song as he went gliding It seemed his sweetheart's promise soon would fail When you left me all alone Right then I began to roam but now my roaming days are over in this land When the cactus bloomed again you'll find me waiting On the old bar X below the Rio Grande Sweetheart, come back to me, I love you, darling I'll never roam again if you'll be true I'll settle down and try to make you happy Each day you've been away, I've been so blue When you left me all alone, right then I began to roam But now my roaming days are over in this land When the cactus bloomed again, you'll find me waiting on the old bar X below the Rio Grande Remember your sweet promise to me, darling You said you would be true and wait for me And then you went away because of quarreling But if we both would try, we could agree when you left me all alone, right then I began to roam. But now my roaming days are over in this land. When the cactus blooms again, you'll find me waiting on the old bar X below the Rio When the Cactus Blooms, I'll Be Waiting, performed according to the label of Bluebird 7781, recorded in Charlotte, North Carolina, on February 15, 1937, by Norwood Chew, T-E-W, the old left-hander, assisted by Mrs. Chew. Mrs. Chew was the former Louise Lewis, affectionately known as Ludie, born December 12, 1907. 
On October 24, 1925, she married Norwood Clayton, too. He was born February 8, 1908, in Sampson County, North Carolina, and they had two children, Doris and Norma Jean. Norwood, too, attended school only through the fourth grade and worked most of his life for the Irwin Cotton Mills Company in Durham, North Carolina, as a machinist. He died December 18, 1963. Mrs. Tew also worked for the mill as a fabric inspector, and she died June 18, 1986. Before the Tews, it was Al Craver singing his autobiography, Squint-Eyed Cactus Jones. Now, if Al Craver sounds a lot like Vernon Dahlhart, that's because it was, in fact, Vernon Dahlhart, using the pseudonym of Al Craver. Dahlhart did triple duty, also playing harmonica and Jews harp, also known as the Jaw Harp, Mouth Harp, Ozark Harp, or Murchunga. Squint-Eyed Cactus Jones was composed by Adeline Hood and Betsy White, with the lyrics by Roy Thompson, and that Columbia 78, number 15512, was recorded January 29, 1930. Before Vernon Dahlhart, it was the Farr brothers, Hugh and Carl, with Cactus Swing. Hugh was the fiddler and Carl the guitarist on that orthoacoustic transcription disc made in 1940. The brothers were born in Texas, but in 1925 the family moved to California where they became members of the Sons of the Pioneers and stayed with the group for more than 20 years. We started the set in Berlin, Germany, May 24, 1934 with Hans Bund and his orchestra and the foxtrot Mein Cactus Tanzt which translates as My Cactus is Dancing, written by Ernst Kaltoff. Now, I double-dog dare you to name another vintage music radio program anywhere on the planet where you're going to hear Mein Cactus Tanzt, other than right here on Rapidly Rotating Records. Last weekend, I was in the lovely town of Hakumba, about an hour east of San Diego, to help tell of and reenact the events and activities that took place at the Hakumba Resort and Spa, 15 years ago, inspiring the founding of The Hoist, Lest We Ever Forget, Incorporated, a charity whose mission is to bring civilians and veterans together on special occasions in social environments so they may share, learn, socialize, and honor one another, lest we ever forget who has served, why they served, how they served, and to celebrate that most will never have to serve. Full disclosure, I am not a veteran, but my son and our friend Steve are. The three of us were at that same bar at the resort 15 years ago on Veterans Day, and I happened to be wearing a yacht cap, and for the entire evening was referred to by the local patrons as the Commodore. So here, from Edison Brown Wax Cylinder Number 772, released in 1893, is Edward M. Favor with the Commodore song. Hello, Belvedere. You will notice I'm the hotel of a noble family. 
Bud Freeman and his gang with Tappin' the Commodore Till on July 12, 1938. The Commodore in Tappin' the Commodore Till refers to the iconic Commodore Music Shop in New York City, and that record is on the Commodore label, which grew out of the shop. Before Bud Freeman, it was George Gershwin's Clap Your Hands from Edison 51895, recorded December 3, 1926. So, what does that have to do with Commodore? Well, it was performed there by the Hotel Commodore Dance Orchestra, directed by Bernhard Levitoff. The Hotel Commodore opened January 29, 1919, as part of the New York Central Railroad's Terminal City Project. It boasted 2,000 rooms and was billed as the most wonderful hotel in the world. We started that Commodore set with American vaudeville comedian, singer, music theater performer, and pioneering recording artist Edward Edison Favor, billed as Edward M. Favor, with the Commodore song from his show, Ship Ahoy. That Edison brown wax cylinder was released in 1893. Yep, 126 years ago. What brought us to that bar at the Hukumba Resort and Spa on Veterans Day 15 years ago was a 14-mile round-trip hike to the Goat Canyon Trestle, the world's largest curved wooden train trestle, after which hike we were parched and thirsty. So one of the activities this past weekend was to hike back to the trestle. We didn't have to worry about it back then, but now, in order to park and access the trailhead from Carrizo Gorge Road, you must register and pay a fee at the De Anza Springs Resort. Just one caveat, De Anza Springs Resort is clothing optional. What? Yes, a nudist camp. Because the hike would be starting very early on Saturday morning, a few of us, myself included, ventured to the resort on Friday night to turn in copies of IDs and pay the fees. And since the office was closed, we had to go to the bar, where the Friday night activity for the guests at the resort was... Naked Karaoke. What's that? What? That's right. Naked Karaoke. Now, I don't have a problem at all with naturists, and I won't go into detail, other than to affirm that we were clothed. But suffice it to say, we rather quickly transacted our business and headed back to our car in the parking lot, where a resort guest was standing in the middle of the parking lot waiting for his self-driving Tesla to arrive from the far end of the lot. As our family often says, it's all about the stories. And with that, here's a story about a nudist colony from a party record on the Hollywood Hotshots label, credited to Pure and Simple. Whoa, you... Son of a gun, whoa. Well, here we are in the world's largest nudist colony. Hey, look at those guys over there. They haven't got any clothes on. Certainly they haven't any clothes on. They're nudists. Nudists, hell, they're crazy. What do you mean they're crazy? Look at them. Can't you see they're nuts? You mean that old man with the long hair? No, I mean that young buck with the baloney in his hand there. Oh, that good-looking chap. Yeah, that good-looking chap. He's the keeper of the virgin hut. Well, what is this virgin rut? I said hut. Boy, I'd get rich if I could sell my line in here. What is your line? Zippers. Maybe I could sell them some underthings. Underthings in a nudist colony? Yeah, cushions, you know, something to sit on. Listen, you're supposed to be a big businessman from Phoenix. And riding this mule? That isn't a mule, that's an ass. Hmm, a big businessman from Phoenix, and I come in here on my ass. That's right. And if some nice girl comes along and pats your ass, think nothing of it. Oh, hell no. And remember, there are other asses here besides yours. Oh, yes, yes, you can see that. 
Now, the king nudist has two asses. You don't tell me. I do tell you. Why don't he give his wife one? Oh, she's got one of her own. What the hell with the king? Let's talk about hers for a while. Why talk about it? Come on, let's go down and take a look at it. Now you're getting down to bare facts. But listen, be kind of careful what you say. You mean kind of watch my step, huh? That's the idea. Oh, sure. I've been in these joints before. You have? Oh, yes. I used to belong to a policeman's nudist colony. A policeman's nudist colony? Yeah, that's where all the dicks hang out. Oh, kind of a cop's retreat, eh? Oh, say, how are you going to approach the king? Well, that all depends. Did he ever belong to the Navy? What's that got to do with it? Well, I thought... Look, here comes a swell condemned. She's riding an ass. That's the queen. Get her along a little bit. Hi, queenie old girl. Nice ass you have there. Mind if I pat it a little? Like it? Great. You've got something there, queenie old girl. Can I help you down? Thank you. Thinking of joining? Well, yes and no. How much does it cost? That all depends. We never toss business till the applicant disrobes. If you are healthy and have a good physique, I might enroll you as the king's first assistant. In that case, it would only cost you $50. Well, that sounds reasonable, but I've only got two bucks. Then go and come another day. You're just a little short. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to disrobe until we talked it over. I'll be back day after tomorrow. It'll take me just two days to raise the money. Where are you going? Down to San Diego and sell my ass. I'll see you Tuesday.
recorded in New York December 14, 1939, and issued on the general label, catalog number 4002, that was Jelly Roll Morton with The Naked Dance. And before that, from a party record on the Hollywood Hotshots label, credited to Pure and Simple, The Nudist Colony, subtitled The Bare Facts. I don't have a recording date for that, but I'm going to guess it was in the mid to late 40s. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs> ¶¶